0: Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying, we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing, or maybe as they are competing, and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coaches' clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA All-Star Champions, NCAA Collegiate Champions, Summit Champions, and D2 Summit Champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins@me.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram at Jason Larkins. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkins, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started turn it up you tune it in to let's talk cheer with jason lockett we're talking cheer we're talking like you we know we're always talking so listen up you boy i'm about to throw all in five six seven as we're on let's begin this is episode number 67 not sure if there's going to be a 68 but thank you for joining we have a great episode for you guys today. The question of the week is about the new score sheet. Our questions are always about the score sheet and how it has had an impact on putting teams together. So I'll dive into that. I'll talk about how it's impacted our choreography as well. I also share a coach's training tip on training your stunts during the summer months. And we're back at it again with our coach's tips A through Z this week we're on the letter F. Oh, and B tries to get she tries to catch your boy slipping with a surprise question, but I was ready. Don't worry about it. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone who loves cheer as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents and on the other side of the microphone is a real life cheer mom who represents you parent listeners and asks all the questions that you parents have at home don't be less when you can be more be more in the middle of choreography how's your summer going how's choreography going how's how's life right now
1: i should probably be asking you that because i'm like struggling a little bit with the choreography i mean i'm not i, I kind of am but i'm kind of not you know trying to like keep it together. Um, but you have like way more teams to figure out than I do. Um, so, but it's going good. Uh, actually yesterday, which was Saturday, um, Kinsley comes in my beauty room and she says, what time do we have cheer? I said, Oh my gosh, what time is it? She said nine 30. I said, hurry up. We have to be there at 10 and, uh, So that was kind of funny, which I knew we had it, but I just somehow forgot, you know? (laughs) So, how's it going for you? How are teams looking?
0: Teams are looking great. I told Brendan, I told Brendan, like, yo, this year, because we're really, like, just clean. That's what we do. And I'm pretty boring. I'm pretty plain Jane when it comes to choreography. So, if we can't make something look good, we're like, nah, that's got to go. And so. This year, and I guess we'll talk about this a little bit later. But this year, with the score sheet, like I just wanted to be more creative, and I've always wanted to be more creative. But we usually don't get choreography until like September, so so like when you get choreography that late, it's like plug plug and play. Yeah. Like we get choreography, and then and then we gotta start training because we start competing. You know, showcases a month and a half. You know, so we don't have that much time to actually nurture the actual routine and especially to nurture like creative ideas Mm -hmm. so with getting choreography early i was like yo brendan like i want and brendan's always mad like he'll have some great idea and we're like yeah we can't they can't do or he'll give it to us and then we end up taking it out because we like just weren't able to you know you know nurture it to like you know make it you know bloom right and so this year i was like brendan this year Give us everything because we're, you mm-hmm. know, it's July and we're going to make sure that we nurture it the way it needs to be nurtured so that the choreography can pop. So he's done a really good job. So who have we had so far? So far we've had Youth Black and and Senior Red. So yeah, routines look great, really happy with them. But I've said this before, I don't really watch too much choreography, or I say this all the time at at like coaches clinics and stuff or coaches conferences. I really don't watch choreography that much. So I'm kind of in and out of, of the gym while choreography is going on. I don't want to be hovering over his shoulder and and doing all these things. So I kind of let him, I try to let him do his thing. So I haven't really watched, watch, watch the routines to really know, but like, you know what I've seen so far I've liked now there'll be a time when actually sit down and study and look at the routines and then go, okay, we need to change this. We need to do this. But so far so good when it comes to, uh, to choreo. So what were you saying? You're like, there's so much. What, What were you saying about choreography? I gotta hear, I gotta hear this B.
1: Well, I mean, I think, and you know, this probably doesn't like pertain to a lot of other people. I mean, it might, it might not, but, the my girls are on two teams this year. So there's like a lot going on. And then they're also on their middle school team. So yeah. it's just like keeping up with everything. Like I look at our calendar probably four times a day. Um, and, you know, we're going into like day seven for my kids of straight cheer every day um and you know they have like had like two day break from american but on those two days they had their middle school cheer so it's it's a lot i mean it's we knew it was a lot when we signed up so it's it's not a big deal but i just find myself like second guessing like we were you know they're at choreography right now um for another team at American and we were driving to the gym and the girls are like, we're at our regular gym. Right. And they consider the Northwest, their regular gym. And I was like, yeah, I said, Oh gosh, let me look. I said, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be at the wrong gym. So, you know, I pulled my calendar up real quick as we were driving and I'm like, yeah, we're at the Northwest. We're good. So it's just like, you know, double checking everything, making sure it, it just like choreo times are always a lot. It's not just this year. It's Every year, it's it's a big thing. So I think, like, trying to stay on top of it, um, you know, it's just something that we got to do.
0: No, I, mean, I remember, like, my first time doing um, choreography, like, my first season cheering. I remember that I'm like, hey, we have a six-hour practice this this Saturday. I'm like, six? O- what are we going to be doing for six hours, you know? Um, but I didn't realize how, I didn't realize how choreography yeah. worked. But I was just like, dude, six hours at the gym? Like, what are we be doing that whole time? So, but yeah, but you realize that <clears throat> it's a lot of sitting and standing, and not a lot of like, you know, physical work. It's a lot of coaches talking and you know trying to figure out things, and then you know it's not as, you know, it's not your normal, not the stress or the physical exertion that you have during like a typical two hour, two and a half hour practice. So, anyway, but yeah, we're we're mill choreo. It's going oh, real quick. Let me give a shout out to the choreographers real quick so brendan matthews does all of our routines he does all all of our elite routines so you can reach brendan on facebook brendan not brandon brendan matthews 1t reach out to him on facebook if you're looking for a new choreographer definitely i give a shout out to troy hedgren who does all of our pyramids so both of them actually had episodes not too long ago Two months ago or so, they both had... Within the last two months, both of them had episodes. You can go back and listen to those. But Troy does all of our pyramid choreographies. Hey, yo, coaches out there listening. Coaches out there listening. Score sheet, Pyramid is the only subjective difficulty category on the score sheet this year. Pyramid is the only subjective... Py- um difficulty category on the on the score sheet this year so you might want to look into making sure you get yourself a great pyramid so if you're looking for a great pyramid uh reach out to troy i think he's uh coach magic let me find his instagram real quick let me find his ig give me a second give me a second to find <laughs> so i can give him a proper a proper shot i know
1: the yeah, the girls like the, my girls liked him. Um, they were telling me a little bit about their time with him last week and uh, uh, they said they had a good time. And they really like Brendan too. They said that he's so nice and so yeah. positive. And I could kind of see that. I only watched like the last like 15 to 30 minutes of, yeah. uh, of you know, practice. Um, but it was, I thought it was cool that the girls were like, we like him, you know? Yeah. They said little things about, um, they were telling me like a little story about Troy. He has like a little stitch, and he, you know, like yeah. does his little thing with him or something like that. And I was like, "That's pretty cool." Um, the girls thought it was yeah. cool. So yeah, he does his know. little.
0: Yeah, he does a little. It's hard to even explain like what he does, but like if you've ever worked with Troy, you know. So Troy's yeah. Instagram is Magic Coach Troy, or you can just look up Troy Hedgren. H E D G R E N Hedgren. So yeah, so. Anyway, shout out to them. But yeah, and then shout out to Chris Cox. He's been doing He did a really good job with our elite stunt sequences with Next Level. So he did a really good job with the elite stunt section. It's funny about getting choreography this early is that I'm not used to, like I said, we usually get choreography in August, September. So we train all summer training our skills. And then we go, these are the skills we're going to do please put these skills into the routine because we've been training them all all summer long. Now we haven't had much time to actually train the skills, but we're getting choreography based on skills we haven't trained, which is a, to- a whole new like way of approaching the season. So we still have to go back and train these skills. But with Chris, like he would give us these creative things. I'm like, dude, same thing I said with Brendan. We're just not able to do that right now because it's september like we don't have time to like do that even though it's a really cool idea so this year you know getting stuff early so chris gave us some really cool things and hopefully we're able to polish those things up and make them look good so yeah anyway um should we get into the question of the week yeah you ready (laughs) let's do it then uh dude I am ready. Guys, now's that time. I did not mean for this to be a super long plug, but now it's a plug for Sounds Like That because they sponsor this section. Guys, this is the Sounds Like That question of the week. We're in the middle of the summer, guys. It's time for you to be thinking about your music if you haven't already thought about it. And if you are thinking about using someone other than Sounds Like That, you are thinking incorrectly. Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Tier podcast and all of our hot fire tracks at American Tier. Be more. Hit us up with that question of the week. Our question
1: of the week is, can you talk about the new score sheet and how that affects the building of teams? Also, would love to hear about how American switched focus to lower level when you came aboard.
0: There we go. All right. So, okay, talk about the new score sheet. Can I talk about how that has had an impact on how we build teams, and also, kind of a just a second question, I guess, um, how Americans switched focus to lower levels when we took over seven years ago or so? Sound about right? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's um, let's dive in. So, new score sheet. It is. You know, it has its pros and cons. We will really know. People will really know, and me specifically, I'll really know if I like the score sheet once we start competing and actually seeing it in action. And I think that goes for a lot of the industry. Like, we really don't know. This happens, this literally happens every year that the new score sheet comes out. Everyone goes, oh, my gosh, I love the changes. This is exactly what the industry needed. And then by the time we start competing, everyone starts complaining again. Oh, this score sheet's terrible. I hate this score sheet. It's awful. And it happens every year. Varsity makes changes. Everyone raves about the changes that they made. This is exactly what we needed. And then we start competing. Everyone hates it again. So I guess we will see <laughs> what, it, what actually happens. Um, But you know, the pros and cons so far, I like that we know exactly what we need to do in order to get our scores as far as difficulty is concerned. So I said this earlier, but pyramid is the only subjective category on the score sheet, meaning it's the only time the judges are going to look at the pyramid and kind of just give you a score based on how they feel it should score. Everything else, coaches... As far as difficulty is concerned, coaches should walk into every competition knowing exactly what they are going to score on all the difficulty categories. So they will know exactly what they're going to score in jumps, baskets, running tumbling, standing tumbling, and stunt difficulty, right? They're going to know all those scores prior to us even going to a competition. Uh, And then when you get a score back in tumbling, or sorry, in execution, You'll know exactly why you didn't get a perfect score. Oh, you didn't get your perfect score because you're, you know, they'll let you know your ankles were apart. Oh, you were, you know, you had timing issues in your running, tumbling, right? And they'll tell you exactly you had low jumps, is why we took off those points. So you'll know all of those things. And, you know, they're trying to, it seems to me, they're trying to take the pressure off of the judges. They don't want judges making bad decisions or, or get blamed for bad decisions. Sometimes they make the right decision and coaches just don't agree with it, but they're trying to make it as black and white as if a Mm -hmm. robot were judging it as as they can and try to take out the human emotion out of it. Right? So I like that we know exactly what we are going to score. Shay has mentioned this. He mentioned this on the uh, code of points debate podcast that, Coach, that judges were just guessing. And they really were. A lot of times they were just guessing. Especially when it came to, in my opinion, tumbling. It seemed like there was a lot of guessing going on in tumbling. I mean, even in stunts they were guessing. But it's going to get rid of all of that guesswork. I know that at this competition, at the first competition through my last competition, my score is going to be the same score as long as I'm throwing that same routine, right? So that is the the positive of it. The thing I don't like, and it seems the tumbling, I really like the tumbling because they really were guessing on tumbling. Tum, I would see tumbling scores fluctuate a lot more than I would see stunt scores fluctuate. And you could add 10 more kids in tumbling and not go up a 10th. And not really know what else I need to do to really increase the increase my difficulty score. So I really like the tumbling because tumbling is really black and white, and you either do a back handspring or you do a back walkover, you do a tuck, and so that seemed really black and white to me, and it made sense that we would do a code of points for tumbling. My thing still is 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 that the the stunts and they've grouped up stunts mm-hmm. in such a way and you know I've already I've already beat this dead horse enough so you know but you guys already know how I feel about stunts so that's still a thing but I do like I do like that I know exactly what I need to do in stunts in order to get you know all the points available on the score sheet so I really do like that um It seems to me that the scores will be closer again. You know, it seemed like varsity was trying to get away from having really tight scores. And they wanted to create separation between the teams. And that's what their goal was last year. It does seem like scores are going to be closer again because everyone knows exactly what they need to do to get the highest score possible. And teams are going to be bunched into, even if they can't, even if their team isn't put together get the highest score possible, they're probably put together to get, you know, the second highest score possible in all those categories. So it seems like scores will be close again and that scores will be high again. Now, again, this is just a guess. I could be totally wrong. Don't come for me like, oh, you know, there's a, a show I like to watch uh, called The Herd, which is a sports talk show, right? And Colin Cowherd just sits there and talks about sports all day, right? <laughs> and he does a segment called where Colin was right and where Colin was wrong, right? He's like, you know, he brings up a clip. He's like, I said that, you know, the Chiefs were going to be da-da-da-da-da. And it looks like the Chiefs were da-da-da-da, like I said. Where Colin was wrong. I was wrong. I thought that, you know, Lamar Jackson could never win an MVP. And look, he's won an MVP, right? So anyway, um, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to do where Jason was wrong. Don't come at me like, this is where you were wrong. I think scores are going to be higher than they were last year. I also think scores are going to be closer. But, you know, don't quote me on it. We won't know until we actually, we actually see it. Um, yeah, so, oh, real quick. Remember last episode? I was like, I could go on all day about examples on how parents, why I don't believe, why it's hard for me to believe that parents understand, like a true understanding of the score sheet. Here's another example. Now that we're talking about score sheet. Yep, I remember. (laughs) Everyone remembers. (laughs) Because different event producers... The darn score sheet. Different event producers have different interpretations of the same score sheet. So, Jams uses what we call now the United Score Sheet or scoring system or whatever it's called. The United Scoring System. Right? Right? Jams uses it and they're going to have or actually let's say mm-hmm. like this. I'm not sure what they're going to do this year. I know that in years past, Varsity or sorry, Jams has used the Varsity score sheet. But they've had their own interpretation and their own twist on the Varsity mm-hmm. score sheet. So they used it, but they said, "Oh yeah, well, we're not going to use drivers." And so they used like it was the same numbers, like things were weighted the same. And, like, the score sheet looked the same, but they didn't use drivers, which was, like, a major part of the varsity score sheet, right? Um, And so, you know, as a parent, I guess you could go and say, like, why are our scores look so different when we go to jams? Like, oh, they must have lost all their drivers. Like, if you didn't know, like, I'm guessing most parents don't know that if they do know that jams uses a varsity score sheet they probably don't know that jams doesn't use drivers on their score sheet right and 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 different event producers have their own different Mm -hmm. twist on that same score sheet and you know not to mention this is just something else totally random um there's like a new score sheet out now so the open championship series all-star worlds is using a whole different they have like a whole different score sheet i was actually talking to brendan about this i was like so what's it like as a choreographer that you have to now memorize two completely different score sheets like totally completely different score sheets and and, you know he's you know it's exhausting or it's a lot or you know it's fun or whatever he said fun as in like being sarcastic right but you know it's hard enough for coaches to try to wrap their head around this. Again, it's just hard for me to believe that parents can do it. Um, now, they don't have the intellectual capabilities of doing it. It just It's just so much trial and error and being immersed in it to actually do it. So anyway, um, my thoughts on the new score sheet. I hope I covered that. Uh, how does that affect us building our teams? I thought it was going to have a huge impact on us building our teams, but by time we built our teams, the score sheet had already had revisions made to it. So at first, when it first came out, they used that word max a lot. And so max is equivalent to about 80% of your athletes. So you need max kids in jumps, which is roughly 80% of your kids need to be in the jump section to score everything that you're going to score originally they said something like you know you're going to need max kids to do standing tumbling max kids to do running tumbling you know all these things right and so that was what Mm -hmm. it said originally and then when we were putting together team we had that in mind we're not going to be we're going to have to do this and as we were putting together the teams because it was a brand new score sheet we printed out the score sheet to To have a reference. Okay, how many kids can we have on this team? How many is about 80? You know, so we printed it out. And after we printed it out, we're looking at it. And I'm like, oh, it's been revised. It doesn't look like we need max numbers anymore. Or we we need max for max participation. I don't want to get into that. But you need max for max participation. You don't need max for your difficulty scores anymore. Awesome. So we basically put together our team's the same way we always have in the past, basically the same way. I don't. I'm not sure what we would have changed. Now, it it definitely would have changed if we would have had max participation in all of those categories. But again, by time we put together teams, they had already revised it where you didn't need max anymore. We'll still most and majority or whatever that uh, it is. So we basically put together teams the same way. It has had an impact. On the way we are putting together our routine. So, that is, it's had an impact on how we're putting together our routines. Again, it's because we know exactly what we need to do in order to score what we need to score in difficulty, right? So, you know, before it said you need to have most of your kids do this, but most of your kids doing one pass never got you the highest score you could get it just didn't so you always did like most times two okay. right if you needed 15 kids for most you'd better be throwing 30 passes yeah. in that routine in order to kind of come close to a max out difficulty score um and now when it says most you know okay you can throw most as long as you pick the right passes you know and it has a list of the passes that you're able to throw in order to do that so we're able to be more efficient with the way we're putting together the routines because we know exactly what we need to do to get our, our highest score um, or to put our team in best position. Well, maybe we don't get the highest score, but we really just focus on execution. So, you know, what's had an impact on the way we put together a routine, but not really impact on the way that we put together the team. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything should we, do I need to elaborate on any of that or are we good?
1: No, at first I was thinking that you did, but then you kind of like explained. I, I understood it afterwards. You explained it. So um, I don't think so. I think that was pretty good.
0: Thanks, Omi. All right. Um, And then we have that question that tagged on to that other question, which was um, getting. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know, go ahead. Read it again. So it's special in my mind.
1: The other part of the question was um, about how you switched to lower levels when you came aboard at American.
0: Okay. So, you know what's funny? I always, when we have the, um, when we have guests on, like one of the last questions I always ask, Uh are there any rumors or narratives or myths you'd like to debunk right now? And, you know, they always, you know, give some answer. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) It's not, it's, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is not true what they said about me on those message boards, so here's a an a narrative I would like to dismiss um once upon a time, lower levels cheer the instagram account we had her on a while ago uh-huh. before we had her on yep. she did an article on us on her on her blog right on her website yeah, did an article on us and it was like and the headline was American it was something like this like American cheer the gym that only focuses on lower levels right and it talked about
1: Mm -hmm. kind of the
0: gym right and all these things um and how basically I told her the story of like where we're at now like how did you get you know, how did you get your team so good and, you know, all these things? And like, how did you guys become American Cheer? And so I'm just telling her the story of American Cheer since we've been a part of it, really. <clears throat> and I eventually go, yeah. And, you know, we had the world's team. The program had world world's team for a while. We came on. We had the world's team for a year. The next year, we decided that we weren't going to have the world's team anymore, and we just decided to focus on our lower levels, right? And it kind of turned into but the headline was like American Cheer, the gym that focuses on lower levels. And I was like, and I always like it always like kind of like sat wrong with me that we're like the gym that focuses on lower levels. Um because we're not I'm not an anti having a world's gym. I mean, I guess there are some gyms out there who just go, you know, we're not going to do a world's team. It's not like whatever. But, you know, when the time is right, we will have a world's team. And, you know, we'll have a world's team. Yeah. But so I'll 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 tell this story since it was brought up. And, you know, it's a narrative I'm going to debunk. So <clears throat> when we first got to American, I remember we did a survey before we actually got here. I had already accepted the job. I was still working at PCM, still working at CBU. And I send out a survey to the parents about how, you know, just the program, right? And the parents fill out. And over and over again, I kept seeing um, the only thing the only thing the program cares about is the world team. Only thing the program cares about is the world team. I saw that numerous times, right? And so, one, I really wanted to make sure that we had, and not even that we, not that we had more focus on the lower levels than we had on the world's team. But that we had – that everyone felt like they were equally represented. Like, oh, yeah, like we get just as much attention. Like I'm on mini level one. And I get just as much attention on mini level mm-hmm. one as, as the world's athletes do, right? And so that's what I really wanted in the program. And I thought we did a good job of giving equal attention to all of the teams as much as we could, right? Um, but, you know, we came into a bad situation. Um you know, that's the reason why American needed new leadership is because the program was not going in the right direction. The program was going in the right direction, then the program would not have needed new leadership, right? So we came in and we, you know, the world's team, you know, the thing about the world's team is, those athletes had been with the same coaches, right, forever, right? That's how you end up getting on a world's team, right? That's how you end up building a world's team. It's athletes who are older and been in the gym forever and all those things. They had a certain culture, a part of them. And then when things were going the wrong way, they got kind of sucked into that culture. And so in general, the world's team just had a bad culture about it, right? Just that mix of athletes and, you know, you might even throw in, families like parents in yeah. there too we just had a, a bad culture right you know we're trying our best to turn the culture around with the world's program we had there were the year before we got here flyers which is the name of the world's team flyers was a medium co-ed you know six or i guess it was five at the time medium co-ed five right medium as in 30 kids when we took over there were 14 kids on the team we then added oh no not 14 there were 13 kids on the team when we took over right so at tryouts we had 13 kids on the team we ended up putting mm-hmm. a senior th- 3 kid on the team <laughs> hey you're tall you're gonna be on this team now so we put a senior 3 kid on the team um, we put And then one of the coaches, we went international. So we had a coach that we put on the team. And then one of the kids that I coached at PCM, one of the kids I coached at PCM was like, hey, I'm not cheering this year. Do you think I could be on the world team just to tumble? Awesome. You could be on the world team just to tumble. So she would come up to practice once a month maybe. And we put her in the routine and she would come to competitions with us, right? So we have 16 kids on this team, right? Um, Again, 13, like, returners, and then we kind of put these other kids on the team. So I'm trying to say, we don't have, like, a teen team team put together. You know, we're bad news bears out there, right?
1: (laughs) Makeshift team. Yeah, Yeah. right?
0: And so, um, you know, with not the greatest culture in the world... For the team overall, a lot of great individuals on that team that I really liked. But as far as our team culture was concerned, it just wasn't the right, you know, thing. Anyway, we finished the season and we have a bunch of graduating seniors that year. Of those 13 kids, we have like eight graduating seniors. Not even joking you. Or let's just call it 16 now. So, you know, we end the season with like 16 kids. We have like eight graduating seniors. Um... So the next year we come on and we have like 10, 12 kids on the team, 10, 12 kids on the team. And again, the culture just isn't, I can't get anyone to come to practice. Meanwhile, the rest of the program is in the right direction, right? Now Flyers did good. We end up getting a paid bid to worlds that year, uh, you know, we had some great routines. We just have the right culture, but the rest of the program is really doing. You know, we have younger kids. The rest of the teams are filled with younger kids who are really excited about the 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 direction that Americans going. We had so many of those other kids that were like, "That's not the way mm-hmm. we did things," and we, you know, without getting into that story, their coaches end up not coaching them anymore and end up leaving the gym and so this whole thing so like we were the ones that like got rid of their coaches you know and so it was just like this bad thing right so we were like kind of like the enemies but you know again we yeah. go we had a good season that I was proud of again good season probably the best they'd looked in years paid bid the worlds we didn't make finals but we hit it or we hit at uh prelims or whatever and you know we didn't make fine i think we ended up in like 13th or something like that <clears throat> and um come back next year and there's eight 10 12 kids on the team and flyers are like a disproportionate amount of my stress a disproportionate amount of my stress we have like 200 kids in the program maybe at that time maybe maybe not quite 200 um, probably not 200 but let's let's just call it 200 on the high end 200 kids in the program at the time and 12 kids are stressing me out. So yeah. 5% of our program is 80% of my stress. Can't get kids to come to practice. <clears throat> Can't get kids to buy in. Um. Then like our most talented kid, our most talented athlete went to SMOED. And after that, I'm like, "Ash, this is just so stressful. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves?" Right? We just lost this kid. Yeah. We got the, we can't get anyone to come to practice. They have bad attitudes. I think we should just cut our losses and focus on the kids that want to be here, right? And so, you know, Ash and I talked, we agreed mm-hmm. and you know, we had a meeting with them and said, hey, guys, we're we're getting rid of the team. And, you know, you guys are more than welcome to go cheer where you want to cheer. You know, if you want to go be on SMOED, go be on SMOED. You want to be at SCV? SC- I'm not sure if SCV had a world team at the time. I'm not even sure who else had a world team that was close to us. But SMOED's like two hours away. If you want to go cheer anywhere, you can go cheer somewhere else. If you want to stay in the program, be on one of our lower level teams, you know, you're more than welcome to do that. But this team is not going to be a team. And, you know, I think three of those kids decided, you know, Bailey Yorba is one of those kids. Bailey Yorba was on the world's team, one of our coaches Mm -hmm. now, for those of you guys who don't know. But Bailey Yorba is one of those kids. Decided to stay on senior three that year. Um, I'm not sure if you know the Corneliuses. But Gabby Cornelius, was on that team, and she decided to stay. And I think Brittany Vess decided to stay. So we had three of those kids. Four kids decided to stay in the program. And, you know, the rest of them went off. I don't think anyone else besides that original kid who left for SMOED, I don't think, oh, no, that year. Oh, Sophie stayed too. Sophie stayed too. So, what did you say, four kids? So five kids decided to stay in the program
1: yeah
0: um and the rest of them you know some of them didn't cheer and they just went and did those things and i really like those the five kids that stayed i really like those kids <laughs> so i'm glad they stayed um you know and we decided that we were just going to focus on the kids who wanted to be in the program and wanted to do things the right way one of the letters i have in the um in the cheer A to Z, you know, the, you know, our weekly, Hey, this letter is this one of the letters I have is X and X is X out negative athletes, negative families, negative staff members, right? Like just get rid of them in your program. And you know, when we got rid of the world's team, again, it was 5% of our kids, 80% of my problems. When we decided to get rid of the world's team, it wasn't because I'm anti world. I was just anti bad culture. You know, and I didn't want that culture. That mm-hmm. culture stressed me out, and so again, there. Were, I remember when we first took over at American. Well, when I first accepted the job at American, and I told CBU, "Hey CBU, I will be moving. You know, I'm taking the job at American." I had to tell. I told our AD that, so I obviously told the head coach at CBU, but then I had to have an exit meeting with our athletic director. And I remember him telling me, Jason, get ready for, to lose all of your staff. I remember Mike telling me, that owner at American, you're probably going to lose all of your staff. And I'm like, all of them? Like, I'm a nice guy. Like, all of them? Like, no one's going to want to stay? And and he's like, it always happens. When you hire a new coach, they come in with the way they do things, and people don't like change. And, you know, the AD, Dr. Parker, was like, you know, get ready. You're going to lose 80% to 100% of your staff. And, you know, that's what happened. We came in. We lost all of our staff. And then we lost that whole team because we just couldn't get the the culture right. And I just decided that we we're going to focus on the kids and the families and you know the coaches that wanted to be there and not stress about the you know anyone else who didn't want to be there uh but back to it but x out negative you know staff and people I and mean, i found out when we started getting rid of people who just didn't want to be there it just makes everyone's life easier so every year i do our our parent interest night and i try to make it as loud and clear as possible hey guys new parents who might potentially join our program if by the end of this presentation right this little spiel I'm doing my pitch at the end of this. If you do not like me, please do not sign up for our program. Please go to the gym down the street. I'll call him. I'll let him know you're coming. But if you do not like me by the end of this, if you're if you're like, yo, this guy seems sketchy to me. I don't really like what he's talking about. Then it's going to do all of us a huge favor. Do all of us a huge favor and don't sign up. You know, sign up if you're like, see yourself nodding your head like, oh, I really think this guy knows what he's talking about. Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder. Seems like the program's going in the right direction. But if like, I don't need the stress in my life because, you know, unhappy people, they just sit there and talk and chirp and, you know, I don't need that in my life. So, you know, it's not, it's honestly not worth it to me. So anyway, point is, one of these days, a world's team will be right. It was hard for a while. I'm just talking, just to talk. But it was hard for a while because we had <laughs> Coach Christina in. And Coach Christina became a really good tumbling coach, but she was already, like, such a huge part of our tumbling program or our, our coaching teams that we couldn't pull, our, pull her off of that to coach tumbling. Yeah. And so tumbling's, like, been the struggle in the program because we haven't had enough, we haven't been able to offer enough classes for our most talented kids to get to that level, right? We haven't been able to offer that, enough classes for that. So when we brought on Josh, I was like, Josh, you are going to focus on tumbling. Like, you're probably going to coach one team, like during the whole interview process, you're probably going to coach one team, but you're like your main thing is going to be tumbling. And he's really like hopped into that role. And now we have Mercedes, right? And told the same thing to Mercedes, like, your focus is going to be tumbling. So now that we have, like, these two really talented tumbling coaches, I feel like now we're on, now I really feel like we're on the right track to have a world's team. Again, when the time is right, and, you know, we have the, you know, I don't want to have one just to have one. Um, There's been some questions that people have been sending in about non-tumbling teams, so I'm assuming I'll dive more into a non-tumbling world's team or talk about a non-tumbling world's team. Not that we're entertaining one, but to talk about a non-tumbling world's team when those questions come up. But yeah, that was a long-winded answer. So, there yeah. yeah.
1: I definitely think that Josh has... I was actually just talking to a parent yesterday when I was picking up the girls from Choreo that, I, uh, that he has really, like... Changed from, in my opinion, he's really changed like a lot of tumbling, like at our gym. Um, I know that the girls have got skills from him faster than in the past mm-hmm. that they have, but it and they've, they've gotten them faster, but they've also gotten them with the right standards and execution that you guys want on your team. So I think that he has done a really, really good job. Um, I don't, I don't know Mercedes. I haven't met her or anything, and the girls haven't had a class with her. But uh, Josh has definitely done great
0: things for tumbling. Shout out to Coach Josh! Shout, out, shout out to Coach Mercedes, guys. If you're in, um, if you're at American, get in a tumbling class, people. The season's coming up quick. We're in July. Tryouts are coming up in May. You know, get in a tumbling class. Well, don't I wait. will
1: say this. I will say this, um, for, cause I know that there's some of our American parents that are listening. Uh, I didn't put the girls in a tumbling class this summer. Um, because of our schedule, like anytime I was going to put them in a class, like, like the month of July, they would have went to one tumbling class and I understand they would have gotten makeup tokens, but sometimes I, we can't use our makeup tokens, you know? So I'm, personally myself i'm going to put as soon as we get like the school schedule started you know which that should be within like a month um then i will put them in a tumbling class for the rest of the season because that will be a lot easier
0: that's funny someone else mentioned something like that like emailed me it's like hey jason just wanted to let you know the girls aren't tumbling right now but as soon as this happens we're gonna be in tumbling like like a like i was checking the rosters yeah. for like who i would understand if i was like checking the rosters and going like, Hey, who's in tumbling? Who's not in tumbling? But like, I didn't bring up anything. It was just like this random email out of the blue. It was like, Hey Jason, just so you know, the kids are not tumbling, but they're going to be in tumbling soon. Oh, well, thank you for letting me know. Anyway, <laughs> kind of made me laugh. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I have a free summer coaching tip to all of our coaches out there that I want to hop into before we get to cheer A to Z. This has just been on my mind. I've been talking, I've been doing our, uh, camps lately right so we come out to the gyms and you know basically do stunt camps for these these gyms so i've said this several times this summer so now i'm just going to say it to the whole world listening all 20 listeners right now <laughs> so um hey guys share this podcast with people share it right now like oh man this is a good episode we need to share this right share it right now okay anyway so i've been saying this a lot at our uh, summer camps And again, I just feel like saying it right now to everyone. So coaches, during the summer, and it applies all season long, but especially during the summer, don't allow your athletes to drop savable stunts. Do not allow your athletes to drop savable stunts. So let them get in that habit. So anytime there's a, a stunt, you know, and this is what happens a lot with athletes, they do a stunt, it doesn't go perfect and then they give up on the stunt and they just let it fall, right? It's not perfect and like like not perfect by like a long shot. It's like not perfect at all, but it's savable with effort and then they don't save it. What athletes, coaches, what you need to do is make sure your athletes get in the habit of saving savable stunts, right? Because when they get in the habit of saving savable stunts, They learn how to save stunts before they need saving. I will say that again. They learn how to save stunts before they need saving. And that's what makes you a good base. When you can save a stunt before it needs saving, right? Like when people put their their athletes in fight school, right, with Coach Bailey and Coach Taco and whoever is in it, and you're like, man, they never drop a stunt. My daughter... Is great. Look at her; she's killing it. It's because those the bases understand how to save a stunt before it needs saving, right? And that's what makes a good base a good base. So, but the only way you can learn that, the only way you can learn that is if you save stunts after they need saving. The stunt falls right. The stunt's falling onto the back spot as a base. You realize. Oh, the stunt is on my back spot. How do I get her into a standing position? Okay, I need to drive the heel towards the back spot. Oh, I drove the heel towards the back spot. Now she's standing straight up. She does it again. Falls on the back spot. My flyer is now on my back spot. How do I save the stunt? I drive the heel towards the back spot. Oh, we're doing the stunt. I feel my flyer leaning towards my back spot. But before she gets there, I drive the heel towards the back spot and now my flyer is standing straight up. And you can do that from the initial dip if you can sense it as a good base, right? So anyway, that's just my free little token. Don't let your flyers, or sorry, don't let your athletes not save or drop save don't let them drop savable stunts. Get them in the habit of saving savable stunts because that's how you become a good base. That's like the definition of becoming a good base. So anyway, well free free tip for our coaches out there. Yeah, so um B.
1: Um, you were talking earlier about like you do like the debunking where you can like debunk something. So I kind of want to ask you, but I didn't like pre-tell you about it, so I don't want to catch you off guard. So, do you want to do it? Like,
0: yeah, we got the edit. All
1: glory. We, you have no idea what I'm talking. About.
0: We got the edit button. We're good. I'm ready.
1: Okay. So I've had a couple people ask me, you know, um, and I I have no idea, um, or and I've also heard a couple people say but is was there a thought, or was there a mention of American not participating in NCA 2023?
0: Oh, that's a hundred percent fact. that ends that. okay, we won't be at NCAA. so American
1: is not going to NCA next year.
0: Huh? Correct. Yeah, so I already told that to the um senior red parents. You know how we had those um, meetings, those meetings at the beginning of the season, the parent meetings where I said, hey, all youth Black parents come in and we talk. So usually we do those meetings and they are, for anyone who doesn't know, the beginning of the season, before we even start practice, we have a parent meeting. So this is after everyone has made the team. We have a parent meeting and I just talk about the rules of the season or what you can expect from... Us, what we expect from families, athletes, parents, right? And, you know, we just kind of go over, run down of the season and just kind of get on the same page. The last few years, we've been doing those. We've just had two big meetings. We're going to hold a meeting on Monday. We're going to hold a meeting on Tuesday. Go to one of those meetings. The information is basically going to be the same. This year, I wanted to have different conversations with different teams. So we basically did all the prep teams together. And then we youth black, you guys are gonna come in, you're gonna have your meeting. Junior Blue, you're gonna come in and have your meeting. Because again, I want to have different conversations with different teams. With senior red, I believe it was senior red, but it could have been senior black. I kind of feel like it was senior red, though. With senior red, our senior level four team, I said, Hey guys, it's not likely we're going to go to NCA because of the crossover rules. The rules haven't changed, but our situation has changed. You can't have you can't have athletes on a, for NCA, athletes cannot cross levels. So if you're a level three athlete, you can't cross over to a level four, you can't cross over to a level two. If you're a senior three athlete, you can cross over to a junior three if you're age eligible. Or if you're a youth three athlete, you can cross over to a junior three if you're age eligible, right? Does that make sense? You can't cross up or down. You can only cross across your level. In the years past, ncaa one of the teams have always been international for whatever reason ncaa lets international teams cross up and down a level i don't know why they allow that but they do they allow international teams to cross up and down a level so if you're on our international um junior two you could cross over to our senior three, which we did the first year we went to NCA. We had kids on the international junior two and on senior three and kids on senior three who crossed over to our international level four team, right? So we had crossovers these years. The other year when we had all traditional level teams was the COVID year. And that year, they let you cross up and down levels because of COVID and emergencies. Last year, we had international teams, so we were able to do crossovers. This year, we don't have any international teams. they're all traditional teams, so senior three and senior four. We have crossovers crossovers between the two teams. so we're not able to cross we're not able to go and compete at NCA unless we only take senior three or we only take senior four. and I don't see a situation where we would only take one of those two teams, or I don't see a situation. Where we can make one of them an international team, and I don't see a situation where we get rid of all of the crossovers. That being said, yeah, I told him at, you know, in May, yeah, it's not likely we go to NCA. I just don't see us working any of those three situations out, and so we're probably not going to go to NCA this year. So it was—I don't even know why it was such a a secret to ask me because I told Red like pretty much, and anyone who's asked me, I said, yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're probably not going like it could happen maybe if we did it i just don't see us doing that so yeah Gay hey guys we're not going to nca
1: well i had just yeah <laughs> i had just heard it a couple times and some people that I, I had heard it from they're like yeah there's a rumor that we might not be going and i'm like i would just wait till you hear it from the horse's mouth um so good to know
0: Yeah, flat out. I just yeah, yeah. I was like, hey guys, here's the situation, and I explained it. I probably probably explained it a little bit more thoroughly to you just now, but basically, you know, I said that at the meeting. Like, we got crossovers, and we can't cross up and down a level. So NCA is not on. It's on the radar this year for us. So, yeah, you know, but yeah, but we have a. But competition schedule should be coming out. I hope to have it out. By, within the next seven days, I hope to have it out.
1: Oh my gosh. I, like, if you could only see, like, the excitement, which you can, but, like, my foot's thumping, my hands are thumping, that is, oh, like, the heavens have opened, and that is, like, the best news that I have heard in a long time. Yeah,
0: man. Which is actually funny, so I've, I've asked several parents their opinion on the, um on the competition schedule this year. And I didn't ask Brittany Moore mm-hmm. because I'm not playing favorites. Thank God, you, you have no... Brittany Moore had no idea. See? This is proof that Brittany does not get inside information because she's asking me ridiculous questions about NCA. <laughs> 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 yeah, he told me. He told me right before the podcast. We're not going to NCA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, but I have asked several parents about the competition schedule and it has been vetted. So we have, I think it's actually, it's pretty solid. I think it's like pretty ready to go. I actually have a firm idea of where we'll be attending next season. So and what teams cool. will be attending there. So good question, B. Well,
1: I'm looking forward to that.
0: Good question. All right, here we go. Any Any other surprises for me, B?
1: No, that's it. That
0: was the one and only surprise. There we go. All right, here we go. Um, Cheer A to Z. For those of you guys who don't know, cheer A to Z. I give you a, we go through the alphabet, and I give you a tip for every letter in the alphabet. We've done A, we've done B, C, D, and E. Today, we are on the letter F. So, letter F. F. Full outs should be the easiest part of practice. So. Here we go. I got this. Again, I got this from Coach Wooden, who talked about his practices were always harder than his games. Like, his kids were so well-conditioned that his practices were always harder than the games, and they made the games look easy. And so that's just what I believe, is that you need to have well-conditioned kids where the full-out is the least of their worries. And so this is a story I always tell because it's just so imprinted in my mind at this time. And it's just such a great example. But when I was in, I played high school football. I remember we're waiting for our coach to come out, sort of sitting in the bleachers. And the cross country team came out. Cross country team comes out and coach goes, hey guys, let's warm up with a quick mile. And us football players like, oh my gosh, a quick, like they're warming up with a mile which could have been like the most crazy thing we, you know, that we heard, right? It it was the craziest thing we had heard, warm up with a quick mile, which, you know, leads you, which has the assumption that they're going to be doing more miles throughout the day. And, you know, the cross country kids, when they heard a mile, that was easy for them. Us as football players, our perspective is that that would have been hard and grueling. And so, as coaches, we get to shape how our athletes look at full-out routines. Our athletes can look at full-out routines as if they are a mile as a cross-country um, athlete, or they can look at full-out routines as if they are as if they are a mile as a football player, right? And if you want your athletes to be successful, they had better look at full-outs. As a mile, the same way a cross country athlete looks at it, just another day in the office, uh, you know, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But most athletes in the country look at full outs as, as torture and as a punishment, and they think the word full out is a cuss word, and right, and all of these things, and you're not gonna be very successful if your athletes have that view of full out. So when you have to change their view and their standpoint of what, of how they view full out and you need to condition them so that the full out is easy, right? So it's, you know, coach Wooden said every drill he did at practice except for free throws was a conditioning drill for them. And so, you know, train these athletes so that the full out is the easiest part of practice that they do you know obviously you need to warm up and you you know there's obviously parts that are easier right but you need to train practice so that the full out isn't the hardest thing that they do at practice try to figure out ways to get these kids one in shape and two where the full out is the least of their worries so yeah that is my um my coaching tip f guys if you want to hear more coaching tips Send me out, bring me out for a coach's clinic because I've been doing, the, we've done several of these this summer and they've been great. And coach, I've been getting great feedback from the coaches about like, you know, about a week, two weeks later about how much our coaches clinics have really like changed like the culture in the gym. So super, so shout out to everyone who's done a coach's clinic so far. Shout out to everyone who brings us out to work with the gym and, um, you know, reach out. Jason Larkins at me.com Jason Larkins on Instagram B dot more. If you want to get your nails done B can you just like do like regular, like if I just wanted my nails done, not like colors or anything, but just like I wanted like a little yeah. trim or something.
1: Yeah. You just trim them up and like shape up your cuticles, get your cuticles looking clean. Okay. I sure can.
0: Okay. I saw you had some cheap prices. I saw like $15. I was like, that seems cheap. Is that cheap?
1: That's at the it it is. It's at the school. So, um when I'm at the school, um I yeah, we have to go by like their swan prices. So, like oh. technically like just oh, like a manicure like, more prices are up there.
0: Like me. you want to come to the crib, you got uh. <laughs> She's like, "Don't be throwing out the prices. Those are those yeah. prices when you come to the queen herself." <laughs> you're going to pay that real money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs>
1: But you can get the cheap price from the school. It's like $8 for a manicure. Okay. So, that's pretty
0: good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go get me. I'm going to get done by you, B. Get my nails done. I'm going to be looking good every competition. What you looking for? It. Yeah, every competition, I'm gonna make sure I'm good. All right. Might be my new like <laughs> my new thing. So I actually thought about you. Yeah. I, I cut my nails the other day. My nails are getting long, so I cut them the other day. And I thought, you know, I could have B more do this. I could be, I could I could be supporting my girl. She could be doing this. I I could. But it's just too easy for me to do it.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> then you would have to go to the school. I do have a lot of I have a lot of support from um our American parents. They're coming in all the time.
0: There we so. go. All right. American parents, you know where you okay. know where to get um your nails done. Hit her up. B dot more triple underscore. Um other than that wait, Anything else to talk about?
1: No. Not
0: at all. There we go. All right, guys. Until next week. Do we still have a couple more interviews that I haven't set a time up for. So, guys, don't forget. Hit subscribe. If you have a question for the question of the week, we have it in the comments, in the comments, in the show notes. There is a link now specifically for the question of the week. If you haven't filled out the survey, definitely fill out the survey. Um, I don't know. Here we are. We're out here. Share this with someone. That's like the best thing you can do. Share this with someone and shout out to all everyone who supports the podcast financially. Um, my mom supports the podcast financially. Shout out to my mom. Sarah supports the podcast financially. Shout out to Sarah. And there's someone else. Oh my gosh. I'm a terrible host because I can't think of the other person. Three people. You know, you think it'd be billions by this <laughs> time, but just my mom. <laughs> there's someone else. I can't remember their name.
1: Your sweet
0: anyway, old mom. Uh, Yeah, she's the best. We're talking. Hey, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Hey, let's talk to your podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out. Check them all out. And I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.